Alright guys, we are live. Hey everybody, I'm Brad, that's Mike, we're Dallas Geek, welcome back. Uh, Mike, how you doing today? I am good, Brad, especially since we are talking about uh, what we are talking about today. Um, for those of you that don't know, that's right, it is Bobby Bonilla Day. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, everybody. The, uh, the, the who wait. and the what now? Wait, what? Bobby, what? Oh, you know what? This isn't the this isn't the sports podcast. That's a, you know what? I. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who the heck you're talking about. Uh, and I'm sure so, there's a decent segment of people out there that'll be very offended by that. But so who, who, Bobby Mania was a baseball player. Um, that the Mets signed to a contract in which basically every July 1st they would pay him 1.19 million dollars. Uh, he hasn't played since 2001. Uh, but he is still getting paid. The contract actually runs until 2035, so there's an inside joke for baseball fans that every July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. So happy Bobby Bonilla Day, everybody. Okay. I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I miss. I don't I miss even know sports. how to transition from that, so we're just going to jump in. Guys, uh, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time uh, checking out the show, thank you. We don't know how you found us, but thank you. Um, please do not forget, if you have not already, please be sure to follow us over on Facebook and like the video. And of course, like the video and subscribe over on yeah. YouTube because, you know, that's always helpful for the algorithms and, uh, to, to please our Google overlords. Um, and I thought Disney was our overlord. Shh, 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 we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Uh... <laughs> And then, of course, if you like our videos but don't always have time for videos, you can go check out our live streams and uh, interviews in audio form over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. So, there you go. Yeah, the, uh, the, the necessary shilling is out of the way. And, of course, uh, the last gasp of begging, please... Notice the Senpai, we would love you to sponsor us if you ever uh, do pay attention. Five Hour Energy, you are the lifeblood of the show and the only reason why I at least have survived for about the last seven to ten years. So, um, so what you're saying is, is that, that What you're saying is, is that today's episode is proudly sponsored by... Wishfully, oh, no, I can't legally say that, can w I? Wishfully uh, could be, but uh, not, not currently. But, you know, they want to. We're open. Anyway, uh, <laughs> with that, um, and we are not we are not above, you know. No, no, I mean begging for free stuff. <laughs> oh no, and, and free five-hour energies. I I I'd be willing to uh, pathetically shill on their behalf uh, as often as they want because seriously. Literally the only so reason why I, I've survived the last seven to ten years of my life. So I guess the question would be, would there be any, is there any more kind of, can you show for something not pathetically? I'll do whatever they want if they're willing to send us a free product. Ooh, Brad, I, uh, <laughs> that's, that's gotten you in trouble before. We don't need to talk about the Tijuana incident. Like I said, free product, I'm, I'm, I'm open. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, on to the mouse. 
Uh, On to the mouse. Praise be to the mouse. So, for those of y'all who have uh, been paying attention to our show up until now, uh, we've been doing an ongoing segment called Does It Still Hold Up? Where we go in and we take a look at very popular movies from the past, uh, anywhere from the past uh, five to ten years, or 30, 50 plus years, and we see if that popular movie from back then would still be popular with today's movie-going audience. And today we finally decided to um, potentially uh, get on the wrong side of the mouse and go after one of their beloved Disney princesses because it it was going to happen eventually. So why not today? It was. The, there was there was always going to be a first victim. There was always going to be a first Disney movie that we were going. In fact, when you, a little bit of insight for you fine folks at home, when me and Brad were texting which episode, uh, which movie we wanted to do for this episode, Brad thought, you know, Brad threw a couple of the live actions out there, and I said, no, no, if we're gonna do this, we have to go after something sacred. Yeah. So the animated uh, classics became the the only options available. Uh, so to start things off. We are going to go with uh, one of maybe the most beloved princesses uh, from the classic era, um, Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Um, now, we know that this is not, not always going to be favor uh, favorable opinion, uh, and there are a lot of Disney princess fans out there that would more than happily eat us alive, or even d discussing whether or not it could let be them try, Brad. Uh, less than let popular, them try. But, you know, eh, eh, yeah. If you have a problem, get over it. Go watch somebody else's show. Yeah. So, uh, Little Mermaid. Mike, what are your thoughts? Would it still be popular if it came out so, for the first time today? No nostalgia, no rose tinted <clears> glasses, no nothing. Just brand new. What would you think? Um. Well, so it's actually funny that you say that because I hadn't seen it in a while. So I actually got up early this morning and actually watched it. And um, holy hell, has it not aged well? Um, I think if I had to spark note this movie I think it would be hormonal teenagers should never get to make choices ever wow uh, okay there's one way to uh, put it I guess <laughs> sorry did they get a little too real for you there Brad uh, I mean I feel like that's kind of the explanation behind half of the classic Disney movies though so I mean, if that's really going to be the rule, it doesn't really seem like it would leave room for any of their big names. You know? No. There is there is one Disney princess that is far above that crap. She carries herself with elegance and class and dignity, sir. She's a queen, last I checked. What are you talking about? Who? Ariel? Ariel's a princess. No, no, the the one you're talking about that that holds herself with uh, class. Which one are you talking about? Elsa. No, no, no. Uh, that ice man knockoff can get her crap out of here. 
So, so this this isn't the moment for the uh, Idina Menzel love. Okay, gotcha. Oh, Idina, I do love me some Idina. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and guess we're talking about your preferred Disney princess. Uh, the Dolly. best Disney princess. Yes, the best Disney princess in the best Disney movie ever made. Anyway, uh, so. You think this movie would just be seen as a hormonal teenager making uh, dumb decisions and wouldn't have a chance of being popular today? Um. So I'm sorry. Let me. I'm. I'm sorry. That was. That was very unfair. Let me. So dumb hormonal. Dumb hormonal teenager making horrible decisions and cheap knockoff of Poseidon father making the worst decisions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Oh, and 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 she's a redhead and she has no soul. Wow, we're going there. Um, <laughs> hey, I thought I thought the whole point of this was to get all the fanboy and or fangirl rage. Well, I know at least one redhead uh, friend of ours that would take issue with uh, that that particular statement, but you know. Uh, I'm fine. sure she'll uh, she'll hunt you down and kill you later. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> hey, hey, as the kids say, I want the smoke. Do they say that though? I do. I I'm in my thirties. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they ever say that though? Honestly. Yes. Yes, actually. Huh. Well, fair enough. Shows what I know. Um. So I actually have to take the differing opinion on this one. Um. I think that yes, there are definitely some illogical aspects of the movie, but I think that's just kind of par for the course with uh, any movie that is based on a fairy tale. There's always going to yeah, be certain uh, nuances to it that are intended to be kind of uh, flawed, you know, because there's right. supposed to be a lesson that's learned from it, and I think that because this is based on a well-known fairy tale that's been duplicated over the years uh, over and right. over and over again in some right. form or fashion the essence of it would give it a, a shot no matter what era it came out in this particular version i think would work anyway because the very family-friendly way that they present it would play well with the family audience right now so I don't know if it would survive in the current ultra-feminist environment that we live. Okay, because you're going to have to elaborate point, on that one. Well, so Ursula literally tells her, I'm going to take your voice because all you have to do is stand there and look pretty and a man will fall for you no matter what. And she listens. But isn't the lesson learned from the movie that that's the wrong uh, assumption to take into uh, your adventures in love and that she actually failed when uh, she tried to do that? Well, right, but the fact that she was dumb enough to fall for it in the first place. Hmm. Okay, well, I can definitely, I mean... There have always been certain critics of The Little Mermaid, uh, especially recently, that have uh, picked out Ariel as one of the first choices of Disney princesses that was uh, less than favorable uh, w with certain modern housewives, uh, <laughs> for whatever right. reason. 
Um, and I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, like I said, I, I actually genuinely like the movie. Um, but I mean, I could definitely see where certain a aspects of the movie would be problematic, but I don't know. I, I think anytime you're going to be having talking animals in there, um, and oh musical God. numbers, it, it's going to automatically uh, make a massive portion of the audience just kind of ignore any other problems with the movie. It yeah, just don't, make don't it popular. Even, don't even get me started on Flounder. That freaking waste of space. Okay, whoa. What's your issue with Flounder? I mean... That he was completely worthless and they should have just turned him into dinner ten minutes into the movie and called it a day? Okay, why why, why is Flounder worthless? I, I, I feel like I need to hear this one. Did we not? Did we not watch the same movie where dudes literally have to get his ass saved every time you turn around and brings literally nothing to the table? But isn't that uh, isn't you know flounder in distress better than damsel in distress? Nah. I think I would have taken damsel in distress over damsel being really stupid. Just saying, Flounder's like, uh, what's an analogy I can use here? Flounder is like Stiltman from Spider-Man. He's completely useless, he's there. He, yes. <laughs> you go over the red. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, I wasn't expecting a Stiltman reference today. Okay. That's why you keep around, Brad, because I keep you on your toes. I keep you on your toes, Brad. Continue. Uh, that's all I got. He was completely useless and was a waste of space. I mean, he brought absolutely nothing to the table in terms of actual plot development. He was there to sell toys. Okay. So Flounder essentially is the Batman and Robin of The Little Mermaid. Okay, how is it that you've used the Stiltman reference, you've used a Batman and Robin reference, but the easy go-tos right now with the Harley Quinn series of Kite Man and Condiment King I haven't even come out of your mouth yet. Honestly, I, I, I feel slightly impressed and ashamed all at the with, same time. I wanted to go with something that, you know, happened, you know, not two minutes ago. Okay, fair enough. Uh, By the way, sorry, speaking of Batman and Robin, R.A.P. Joel Schumacher. That was, uh, that kind of sucked. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I gotta say, if there was ever a Disney movie that would have drastically benefited from uh, not having the dead mother trope in there and uh, actually having the mother present uh, would have actually helped the story, I, I think this is probably the best example. So, uh, so, okay, so I'll push back a little bit on that. I think it it made more Ariel who she was because her sisters, like, well, that was that was a thing too. Is is like you didn't really see any kind of familial bond other than what she had with her father. Sure. Um, I don't mind the mother not being present. I just wish we would have known why. Well, it's Disney because you know. The mouse said so. 
Well, I get that the mouse said so, but the we got Bandy. Bambi's mom was off on camera. You're gonna tell me that we can't get like a quick 10 second. How many little... other Disney mothers have uh, had their mysterious uh, non-existence explained to us? Bambi's mother being killed was actually uh, one of the few points of uh, story continuity that we got in that regard. I mean, we, uh, the the more complete parental storyline that uh, we got than that was uh, from Tarzan and Frozen, where we at least got to see what the fates of both parents were there. I mean, other than that, you, you got nothing for everybody else. No, uh, Lion King. Fair. No, that, that, yeah, but that one didn't even have a dead mother, though. That, that was just a dead father, and that was, well... well... Well, right, but still, it was a dead parent. Okay, so I guess we should just do the dead parent trope. Fair. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Although, if we're, if we're gonna be honest about uh, Lion King, Mufasa was asking for it. I mean, he was. He, he, he was asking for it. He he had a, a conniving brother that he was aware of and just kind of ignored him. So, uh, right. yeah, well, I, and it's, and I, it's I'm going to throw it out there. M Mufasa deserved to die if he was willing to just let Scar be Scar and not keep an eye on him. Well, right. And let's be honest, too. It kind of is his fault because he did, you know, star in an animal-based version of Macbeth. Sure. Um... But actually, so going yeah, back saying, to something you Mufasa mentioned at the beginning picked, of this, uh, I mean, a lot of the Disney classic movies have actually gotten live-action remakes, um, yeah. and there have been rumors going around for a while that uh, Little Mermaid's coming up. Uh, an yep. exact date hasn't been given per se. It's been there's been an approximate date-ish, uh, and a, a general casting that is kind of going around, but nothing has been officially confirmed well, last wasn't, I checked. Wasn't Chloe Grace Moretz originally going to star in it, and then she pulled out because it was in development hell? Well, that's the thing. Every time we think we get an announcement about the live-action remake for it, it nothing's ever solid, and then it right. kind of fades off into non-existence, and then comes back around, and then fades off again. And I think... Right. I think, in a way... The fact that this movie wasn't one of the movies that was an early live-action remake for Disney may say more about Disney's faith in its acceptance by a modern audience than anything else. I mean, so the only I, I guess they, the only they, they've had that that they've had uh, movies in their classic lineup that came before and well after Little Mermaid that have already gotten live action remakes. Mulan has already gotten a live action remake and it came out how many years after The Little Mermaid? I'm just saying it, I, I feel it was like probably, I think 10 years, right? I, I feel like there's if Disney really had faith that a modern audience could accept The Little Mermaid today as is uh, it would have already been up for grabs on the uh, the live action remake uh, schedule, and the fact that it hasn't so I guess... may actually negate any argument that we have uh, to say yes or no to it ourselves. Because I think maybe Disney's kind of already unofficially made their mind up on it anyway. So I guess I would push back on that with. It could just be that they're trying to figure out how they want to actually make the damn movie. 
90% of it takes place underwater. So are you just going to have them on a green screen a la Avatar? Or, um, I guess, Aquaman? Well, no, I, and that's the thing. Aquaman visually looked good enough that I don't really right. think well, anybody would have a problem if Little Mermaid had the same kind of aesthetic. So, so what did you just say? Aquaman looked what? You didn't say it looked great. You said it looked good enough. You think good enough is good enough for the mouse? I mean, there. You, you can say, you can say that their live action remakes. Look, you can say their live action remakes haven't had the magic that the originals had. But Which damn, very they true. looked good. But they've looked good. They've had high production value. They've all been beautifully shot. They've all been ha they've all been picked. Uh, directors have been picked that actually did. In terms of like actually making a film, they're solidly made films. They just don't carry the magic of the originals. Sure. But that's not to basically crap all over them and say that they're bad movies. That's fair. Well, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I I don't really know if we have uh, all that much more to contribute to this because we have the options of. No, it would not uh, hold up today because you have some severely outdated tropes uh, that are at play in the movie. You have some severely um, uh, you have a segment of severely narrow-minded uh, parents that have already been speaking out about Little Mermaid for various reasons, but then at the same time you have the timeless story that's being told. You have the fact that a dis anime Disney musical with uh, Animal Friends never really bombs uh, in the box office. Right. So, I mean, I know you say it wouldn't hold up. I think it would. Um, yeah. And Disney, it seems like they're kind of on the fence uh, with their faith behind uh, releasing it fresh today so we'll see yeah. if uh their faith exists beyond just the original release or not um uh one but yeah one thing we can agree on though one yes. thing we can agree on the music in the score was pretty damn good oh fantastic yeah. uh but with that um guys thank you for joining us uh please don't forget down in the comments below question of the day what do you think would The Little Mermaid hold up today with a modern audience uh, if it came out for the first time, or do you think it would just kind of fizzle? Um, please tell us down in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, uh, don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd love to get their thoughts on this too. And back to the necessary shilling uh, that we always have to end on. Please do not forget, if you have not already, to follow us over on Facebook and like the video. Like the video and subscribe over on Facebook. Uh, YouTube. Good lord. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> and if you like our stuff but don't always have time to be able to watch the videos, you can check out the audio for our live streams and interviews over on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. So, with that, guys, thank you Thank you, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and until next time, I'm Brad, that's Mike, we're Dallas Geek, and see ya.